0: Thank you, Gloria. That was a beautiful song, beautiful rendition. Before we begin, let's just say another word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Gloria playing this beautiful song. We pray that we would walk, Lord, where you walked. We know that the challenge is there for us today. There's so much evil and so much wickedness in this world. Help us to reflect the love of Christ. Help us to shine the light of this world. And help us to be a blessing to those around us, both saved and unsaved. And now we pray that your Holy Spirit will teach us from your word today and strengthen us and encourage us and guide us and challenge us in our walk. And we just commit this time to you. Pray that you'll hide me behind the cross and that you will be glorified, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you can tell a lot of per- about a person by their face. We know we've been wearing masks lately, but behind every mask is a face. And when you see a person's face, you can oftentimes tell what they're thinking, their mood, how they're feeling. You see a smile, you see somebody's happy. You see a frown, you see someone is sad. They say the eyes are the window of the soul. And so much can be determined by by our faces. You know, a lot of times we forget people's names, but we remember their faces. I'm sure it's happened to you, it's happened to me. I see people years later, I remember their face, but I can't quite remember their name. It'll come to me, but... It's it's sometimes harder, but you don't forget faces very often. A great painter had just finished painting a beautiful scene of a room in which the Lord Jesus Christ was the central figure, and he invited some friends to see it. And they were enamored by the wonderful lace tablecloth, the product of the artist's genius. They talked only of that, the magnificent lacework, the painter took his brush, dipped it into its paint, and with one bold stroke, wiped out the lacework, and addressing his friend said, Fools, look at the master's face. They had almost missed the glory of the picture by looking at the lacework. So many times we must look beyond the lacework of Christianity and Christendom to see the glory of the face of Christ. You know, when Stephen was martyred, he was the first martyr there in the book of Acts, he looked up and he saw the Lord Jesus on the throne. He saw Him there, and he wasn't afraid because he knew he was going to be in the presence of Jesus very soon. And we know that the Lord is coming soon. And we know that we're going to see Him face to face. And that's going to be the greatest joy and the greatest sense of wonder and amazement when we see Jesus for the first time. We've seen Him by faith, but we're going to see Him by sight. We've known about Him, but we will know Him then fully. And it'll be such a blessing. The title of our message today is Seeking God's Face. Seeking His Face. It says in Psalm 27 and verse 8, When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. When we seek the Lord's face, we are seeking Him. We are seeking to be with Him, to find our joy all in Jesus. That's what it's all about, seeking the face of the Lord. And we're going to look at three things today. When we seek God's face, we approach His presence. Secondly, when we seek His face, we appreciate His person, who He is. And third, when we approach Him and we appreciate Him, we also come and we see His face. We admit our sins, we confess them and our weaknesses before Him. Psalm 105 and verse 4 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. If there was ever a time in history that the church needed to seek the face of God, it's now. In our days of evil and decline and declension in this world, we need to seek the Lord. We need to spend time with Him. We get so busy in life, don't we, with our jobs, with our hobbies, and with our families, and all the things that we're involved in doing, and we need to just stop and spend time with the Lord. We cannot grow fully. We cannot serve Him fully unless we spend time with Him and seek the Lord. Seek Him with all our hearts and come before Him and ask for His help in the days and times in which we're living? Well, first of all, we need to approach His presence. When we seek His face, we approach His presence and seek His glory. You know, oftentimes what we do, though, instead of seeking the Lord's face, we seek His hand. What is the difference between seeking the Lord's face and seeking the Lord's hand? I'm going to tell you what the difference is. The difference is, when you seek His face, you're seeking Him. Just to love Him. Just to praise Him and worship Him and adore Him and magnify Him. You're coming before Him and and acknowledging who He is and how, how much we love Him. On the other hand, when we just come to seek His hand, it means we're just looking to what He can do for us. And so many times in our prayers, it's asking Asking, asking, asking. We need to remember that that is important to ask. But it's more important to just come before Him in worship and praise and thanksgiving. Because when we come into His presence that way, then He's going to answer our prayers. He's going to do wonderful things for us as He did for Janice Thompson and for many of us when He answers our prayers. You know, the Lord is our friend. And he considers us his friends. He said, you are my friends, he said to his disciples in the upper room before he went to the cross. And when you have a friend who loves you very much, and you love that friend, you want to spend time with that friend. I think of the friendship of Jonathan with David. They had a, a knitting of hearts that was closer, it said, than even among a man and a woman because they had that friendship. And the Lord wants us to have that kind of friendship and communion with Him. He wants us to seek Him first, and His kingdom first, and His glory first, above anything else that we are involved in doing. You remember when the Lord was asked by His disciples, teach us to pray, and He gave the Lord's Prayer. And he began the prayer this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does the Lord's Prayer begin? Hallowed be thy name. It begins with worship. It begins with praising and thanking God for who he is and what he's done and for his will in our lives. Then the first request comes, give us this day our daily bread. He doesn't just start off the prayer with, give us this day our daily bread. He starts it off with worship. And that's the way it should be in our lives as well. But so many times we come asking. We come begging. And it's important to ask, and it's important to beg for the Lord to answer our prayers. But He wants us to spend time with Him and just sit before Him and praise Him and give him all the glory and honor. I think of when Moses was out in the wilderness there in Horeb, and he was caring for the sheep of Jethro, and the Lord appeared to him while he was there, and the Lord said to Moses, Do not come near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. You know, you can have a, a chair set up where you pray. You can get down on your knees and pray, however you do it. That chair or that place is a beautiful place in your home. And you have that time and secret with the Lord. But what makes it holy is because you're talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And every time you go by that chair or every time you go by that place where you kneel, you think, that's when I spend time with the Lord. And it reminds you of how much He loves you and how much He has cared for you. The Apostle John was one of my favorite disciples, and the reason is, is he reclined on Jesus' bosom. He was so close to the Lord, he would lean his head on Jesus' bosom, and he could hear the Lord's heartbeat. He was that close. Are we that close to the Lord where we can hear His heartbeat? where we spend time with Him and then we have to say, Lord, I'm sorry, I have to excuse myself. I have to go now and do this or do that. But praise God for the times that we spend with Him. Mary of Bethany sat at Jesus' feet and she listened to His word and she hung on every word that He said and she loved to spend time with her Savior. The hymn writer Carrie Brecht wrote, Face-to-face, oh blissful moment. Face-to-face to see and know. Face-to-face with my Redeemer, Jesus Christ who loves me so. Yes, we need to a- approach His presence. We need to approach it with reverence and come into His presence with joy and come into His presence with thanksgiving and come and in- Worship Him and give Him all the glory. Sometimes Christians only worship at church. They don't worship on their own. That's a mistake. We need to worship more on our own than we do at church because we only come to church Sunday, breaking our bread normally when we have it. We worship the Lord. But at home, we can worship Him every day in our devotions. we We can give Him that time in our lives. Secondly, we need to appreciate his person. You know, when you love somebody, you know about them. You know their favorite food. You know their favorite color. You know their favorite clothing. And that's true a lot of times of husbands and wives. They know each other really, really well. Sometimes they can even finish the sentence that the other one says. Like one will start the sentence and the other will finish it. Why? Because they know each other so well. Do we know the Lord so well that we know what, he's, what His ways are and His principles are and His thoughts for us? That's how we should know the Lord. We should know Him in such a special way, one-on-one with Him. We need to know about His attributes. We need to know about His character, His principles, and His ways. You know, when someone writes a book, I write a biography, for example, on a certain character they do a lot of research they start off when when the person was born and they take you all the way through their life to the end of, of their life if they're passed away or if they're still alive they'll tell tell the story up until that point but you know it really has a greater punch when the biographer was also a personal friend of the person they're writing about you can say wow this person didn't just do research. He was actually with that person, or she was actually with that person, and, and what she said or what he said and wrote has more meaning and has more impact because of their knowledge of the person they're writing about. How much do we really know about the Lord? You know, it, it's what I said before. There's a difference between seeking his face and seeking his hand, there's also a difference between knowing about the Lord and knowing the Lord. That's why one of the most famous ways Christians acknowledge each other when you meet somebody, they say, do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? That means, are you saved? Are you born again? Have you come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ through His death on the cross? That's what it means. Do you know the Lord? But not just about the Lord. We can know a lot of facts about Jesus and a a lot of facts about God from the Word of God, but if we don't know Him in our hearts, what good is all the other knowledge? It just becomes head knowledge. It puffs us up. But when we know Him in a special way, we want to spend time with Him. You know, if you have friends and loved ones, you want to spend time with them. And when we have such a special person as our Lord Jesus Christ, we want to know His power. We want to know His glory. We want to know His sovereignty in our lives, His grace and His mercy. We want to know His knowledge and His understanding, wisdom and truth. And we want to understand how much He loves us and how kind and gentle He is, and how much patience He has with us. Steve Green, the great Christian singer, once wrote a song, and it's titled, I Want to Know You More. And it says this, I w- Oh, I want to know you more. Deep within my soul, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you. To feel your heart and know your mind. Looking in your eyes stirs up within me. Cries that say, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you more. Oh, I want to know you more. What a great prayer request to say that before the Lord and really mean it. Lord, I want to know you more. I want to spend more time with you because eternity is coming and we don't want to lose the opportunity while we're here on earth to spend time with our Savior. The question is, do we really want to know Him more? Some Christians are just satisfied. They get up on the Sunday morning, put on their nice clothes, go to church, hear the sermon, sing the songs, pray there, and then go home and go back to their regular way of living, unaffected, unaffected. They really don't want to go that far with the Lord. They're content just to be saved and go to church, and that's enough for them. Is that enough for you? It shouldn't be. It should never be enough for us. We should want to know Him more, to love Him more, to serve Him more. Doesn't He deserve it? Doesn't He deserve it? He really does. The hymn we sang this morning said in the chorus, Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died, Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious, bleeding side. Do we seek His face, or do we just seek His hand? First Corinthians 13:12 says, "For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know, just as I am fully known." That's that love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. We read it all the time. We many times pass over this verse in that chapter. But he's talking about looking in a mirror and they, they didn't have mirrors in those days like we have now. They had like copper and they would look at it but the image would be kind of distorted because it wasn't a clear image. Like we can look in the mirror and we see ourselves very clearly. But they didn't have that. So he says we, look, we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face. Right now, we, we haven't seen the Lord with our natural eyes, but we've seen him with our hearts, with our spiritual eyes. And it's going to be so surprising because we all talk to people, right? And if you talk to somebody on the phone, you always visualize what they might look like. I know I've done it years and years. I've talked to customers on the phone or talked to people. And then I see what they look like in real life and I say, "Wow, well, that's not what I thought you looked like at all. We don't say that, right? But that's the way it usually is. You, you're, the voice does not always reveal what the person looks like. You can't tell. You can't really tell. But one day with Jesus is better than a thousand. And when we're with Him, it's going to be so special. That's why I love 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8 where it talks about how we have seen the Lord spiritually, but not physically. It says, Whom having not seen you love, though you do not see Him, though now you do not see Him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. It's an amazing thing. And then finally, we're going to look at our third point today. Admit our sins and weaknesses. This is what really got me thinking about the subject of seeking God's face because I was reading in 2 Chronicles 7.14. And we oftentimes read it around the 4th of July when we talk about our country. And it's so needed for our country, but it's also needed for us as individuals because it says in 2, Corinthians, uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14, the Lord says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, the key there is, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and forgive their sin, and heal their land. We cannot seek the face of the Lord unless our hearts are right with Him. We are sinners saved by grace, It doesn't mean that we'll never sin again because we have the old nature as well as the new nature. And when we sin, we need to come before Him, as it says in this verse, and humble ourselves and pray and seek His face. And it's so amazing. And we oftentimes need to admit and confess our sins that's what daniel was doing in daniel chapter 9 and verse 3 when he says then i set my face toward the lord god to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting sackcloth and ashes in the days of old that's how the jews would acknowledge their sin and the different difficulties they were going through in their life they would fast they would put on this sackcloth, which was a very rough fabric that they wore, and then they put ashes on top of their head, and they sought the Lord. But you know, ever since the days of Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, what did they do? They hid themselves among the trees of the Garden of Eden. Why did they hide themselves? Why did they make and sow fig leaves to wear? Why was that? Because they were guilty. They were ashamed. That's what sin does. It brings guilt. It brings shame. It brings pain and agony to our lives. And the Lord wants us to seek His faith, confess our sins, get right with Him, and always do it in a timely way. Genesis 3.8 says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the garden, And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. People have been doing that ever since. They've been hiding from God. They've been hiding from Him. And you know, if you've done something wrong, said something wrong, you're not right fellowship with the Lord, you feel uncomfortable. You feel uncomfortable. And it's not because of the Lord. It's because of us. He wants us to be comfortable. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to spend that time with him, and not to allow the things of this world to keep us from him. He wants us to seek the Lord. One of the, we were talking before the meeting started, and one of the brothers was saying, pray for me that I will seek the Lord. And I thought, well, Lord, that's a confirmation, isn't it? That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to come to him. In 1 Peter 3.12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You know, when, the, when Peter denied the Lord three times, and all the gospel accounts are there for when that happened, only Luke, only Luke in his gospel includes the fact that when Peter denied the Lord and he gave the last of the third denial, it says Jesus looked at him. He looked in his face. And I would like to think that when the Lord looked at Peter, it showed that he was sad and disappointed, but he also loved him and had compassion for him. And it says Peter went out and wept bitterly. And later on, the Lord met him on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, and restored Peter. And Peter went on to be one of the greatest preachers, one of the greatest teachers and elders and men of God, all because Jesus said, I'm going to restore you and I'm going to use you, Peter. I'm not going to toss you aside and say, you blew it and now you have no chance to serve me. No, the Lord restores us, Refreshes us, revives us, so we can then go out and be a blessing, and that's what he he intends to do. He never, ever casts us aside. You know, sometimes wives don't even need to say a word to their husband. Like I said, they finish the sentences sometimes, but sometimes the wife can just look at the husband, give him the look, the look. You know? <laughs> Gina used to tease me about that Because sometimes we would go out On Friday nights, right And she'd give me the look <laughs> Because of some reason, right And it was so funny But it's, it's very true Sometimes you can just look at somebody And it just convicts them Because they know they said something wrong Or they did something wrong And we're none of us perfect But the Lord, when he gives us the look It's a look to encourage us And get us back on the right path So as we conclude our message today, let's remember to seek God's face, not just His hand. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and praise and worship, and let's acknowledge who He is, all of His greatness and all of His glory. Let us hunger and thirst for Him. Let us not be satisfied with a mediocre Christianity, but let us have a personal Christianity. It's got to be inward, It can't be just outward. The Pharisees made that terrible mistake. They built their whole faith, their whole religion of the Pharisees was based on what was outward, not what was inward. And when Jesus came, he told it, it's got to be the other way around, guys. You've got to have the inside has got to be primary concern. We need to praise him for who he is. We need to want to spend time with Him because we love Him. And when we sin or fall, let us seek His face in repentance and contrition. Seeking God's face is not only a command, but it's a privilege and a blessing. I found a wonderful song. that is entitled, I Will Seek Your Face, O Lord. And I'll end with this before I pray. It says, I will seek your face, O Lord. 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 How awesome is your presence! Who can stand in your light? Those who by grace and mercy are holy in your sight. I will seek your face, O Lord. 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 And the last verse says, I will dwell in your presence all the days of my life, there to gaze upon your glory and to worship you only. I will seek your face, O Lord. 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 Shall we pray? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And we love your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who loved us and died for us. Lord, help us to spend time with you. Help us to seek your face and not just your hand. Lord, there's many things that we ask of you, but help us come sometimes and just not ask anything, but just want to spend time with you as friend to friend and commune with you, Lord. And those times where we fail and we sin, we come and we seek your face and in repentance and we pray that you will work in our lives in such a way that you will know that you have great things in store for us we know that only sin can affect our relationship with you and we just pray that we will walk close with you keep short accounts and we pray for for mighty power to flow through us lord we just thank you and praise you pray you'll bless our fellowship take us home safely and be with those who are at home listening or wherever they're listening and watching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.